Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. I shared something out earlier that I wanted to talk about, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it unless, uh, oh, Stefan says, Air Horn Monday. I'll give you an air horn, Stefan. I'll give you an air horn. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my friends and I, when we'd, uh, you know, if we were walking somewhere and we'd see an uh, an 18-wheeler or, or a facsimile thereof, one of the big trucks, one of the big rigs driving by, we'd do like the, the horn uh, motion. And then if the uh, truck driver actually honked the horn, uh, we were very excited by that. And if that sounds pathetic to you, keep in mind, we were children. We were young lads, we urchins, if you will. So we were... Easily amused. But uh, we're going to get, uh, we're going to put away the air horn for a few minutes because we're going to discuss a serious topic, which not everyone will be happy about, but it's something that's, um, and I'm not going to spend too long on it, I promise, but but it is something I need to wade into very carefully because it's, not only is it a sensitive issue, it is a major uh, political issue. And uh, there's a lot of uh, rhetoric around this issue on on both sides of it that I I think is actually very toxic and and damaging in some ways on both sides of it. Um, And it's something we've discussed on the show before, but uh, there's a reason that it's on my mind uh, again today. And I have a a little bit of a different take on it that I think is is unique. So I I wanted to address this because it, it relates to something that Tulsi Gabbard had said actually back in October which is when this first uh, sort of became a story. But I didn't realize it until this morning. So I, uh, this morning I was listening to a segment on uh, NPR. And um, I like NPR. Uh, I know uh, uh, my friend, uh, the Honorable Gary S. Hopper, who's, you know, he's a conservative Republican. He refers to it as national propaganda radio. Uh, but... Uh, I, I like NPR and I, I think I think they're very good. So I was listening to this uh, segment on there and uh, they were discussing uh, they had a few guests and they were they were revisiting and and I'm not sure exactly why today specifically it came back up, but they were revisiting something uh, Tulsi Gabbard had said regarding the issue of abortion. And uh, this was something Tulsi had said back in October that I thought was interesting. Excuse me. And um, it kind of reflects uh, something that 
that I feel, again, I'm going to, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the time that I do spend on this, you you might have to be a little bit patient with me because this is a uh, difficult thing to articulate and I don't want anything I say to be taken wrong or out of context, which will happen anyway. Some of you, uh, because this is an issue that people are very passionate about, some of you, be you pro-choice or pro-life, will take this, uh, will, will take something that I say here today out of context. But um, but there's a new article. Well, actually, I'm going to go back. You know what? I'm going to do this article from Vox as kind of a reference point. This actually from, from back in October. There are more recent articles about this and opinion pieces that have been written. And like I said, they did a segment today on NPR about it. But it relates to something Tulsi Gabbard had said. Tulsi said back in October that, uh, and I don't have the clip pulled, but she said something about she didn't agree with Hillary Clinton on much. And by the way, I think this was before Hillary accused her of being a Russian asset, uh, she said, uh, or a plant. She said that she didn't agree with Hillary on much, but that she she did agree with her on one thing, which I think was something that, um, oh, hello to Amy Hazard King who joins us, which I, I think was something that Bill Clinton had originally said when running for president in 1992, when the rhetoric around uh, the issue of abortion was a little bit different than it is now. Um. Tulsi said that she agreed that abortion should be uh, safe, legal, and rare. That is what Bill Clinton said when running for president back in 1992. You know, pro-choice. But abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. And apparently, Tulsi uh, repeating that back in October and finding common cause with that phrase and that position has set off this sort of, you know, here we are a month later, and her comments have have set off this sort of slowly brewing, you know, it, it, I, I can't say a firestorm because it wasn't immediate, but it's um, it's 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 been slowly building the the reaction to this because uh, there are people on the left in the pro-choice camp who are upset with her. And this may explain, too, why some people on the right are sympathetic to Tulsi. You know, if there's one Democrat that some people on the right actually seem to like, it's Tulsi. And I thought, (coughs) excuse me, I thought initially, I should mute myself when I cough, I apologize. I thought initially... It had more to do with, you know, the wing of the Republican Party that is sort of war weary and uh, and maybe, you know, they love Trump, but they don't love him quite so much that they're not at least willing to consider an alternative, even though said alternative has no chance of winning the nomination of her party or being president. You know, I, I you know, maybe they're they're war weary enough that they're interested in her anti-war message and whatnot. But now I'm wondering. Because what she had said totally got past me when she said it. Now, you would not, you you might not think, depending on what your perspective is, you might not think that the phrase, or, or, well, or to use the phrase in the statement that abortion should be, or we should do everything we can to make abortion safe, legal, and rare— 
you might not think that there was uh, anything controversial in that, right? Because if you're pro-choice, you want it to be safe, right? And I know if you're pro-life, you say, well, what's safe about it? You're killing a fetus. You know, I, I know, but just bear with me here. Okay. So if you're pro-choice, you want it to be safe and you want it to be legal because you want to protect a woman's right to choose and, and reproductive rights and so forth. But, but the rare part is troubling for some people. Now, it is not troubling for me. I like the phrase safe, legal, and rare because I think that's exactly what we should be aiming for. And, uh, but apparently there are a lot of people on the left who don't like the phrase safe, legal, and rare because they feel that the use of the word rare attaches a, an undeserved stigma to abortion. Now, before I go any further with this and I, and I tell you what I think and why I like the phrase safe, legal, and rare. Let me just, you know, clarify for everybody. I'm coming at this from the point of view of being pro-choice. I consider myself to be pro-choice. Now, when I explain this to people, more often than not, I do find myself saying I consider myself pro-choice instead of just flatly saying I am pro-choice only because... Uh, what my idea of pro-choice is might not necessarily comport with what everybody else's idea of pro-choice is. But my idea of pro-choice is basically that, yes, I you should protect a woman's right to choose. Uh, it's important to protect women's reproductive rights. Um, as a male, I am not comfortable ever telling any female what to do with her body. And, and and all of it, okay? So I'm on board. I'm on board with, with all of that, okay? Uh, and that does not mean, by the way, that I am, and this, this is what gets pro-choicers upset, and me as well. Uh, I do not like to be called, quote-unquote, pro-abortion. I am not pro-abortion. Uh, I am pro-choice. So, I, you know, I don't like it when uh, pro-lifers refer to people like me as pro-abortion. Um, but I am pro-choice. Um, but part of why I find it so offensive to be called pro-abortion is, and I think I, I speak for a lot, not all though, and that's where this all gets a little complicated, right? But I think I speak for a lot of my fellow pro-choicers when I say, hey, I don't think abortion is a good idea. I think it's something you should try to avoid. I would not encourage people to get an abortion. So I'm not pro-abortion. I'm not advocating for abortion. You know, I'm not standing outside of Planned Parenthood with a megaphone saying, hey, stop on in and get your abortion. Come on in. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not pro-abortion. But I am pro-choice. Because what a woman chooses to do, it's none of my business. I might personally think it's a bad idea if you can help it. But I'm not, I don't, you know, especially, look, I don't, 
know you if you choose to do that. I don't know you. I don't know your situation. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know what's going on with you health-wise. I don't know what's going on in your personal life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't have any lady parts. So that is the ultimate disqualifier as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, the joke I made the one day on the show about, you know, finding out I do have fallopian tubes notwithstanding, that was a joke. Okay, so, but that doesn't mean, you know, I'm enthusiastic about abortion. I believe that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. So I have zero issue with what Tulsi Gabbard said. Now, I have to address my fellow pro-choicers. And this has been on my mind and, and getting into this on the show actually for a very long time. But I just hadn't quite found the right moment, I thought, to, to say what I have to say. Because I'm going to upset some people who are on my side of the issue. I've got, for, for, my, for my fellow uh, pro-choice peeps here, I've got some constructive criticism for you. But it's what I'm going to say. I say it with love. I say it with solidarity because I'm with you. I am pro-choice, okay? And some of my fellow pro-choicers hopefully will consider what I'm going to say to you today. Many of you won't. Some of my uh, pro-choice listeners will probably be infuriated with me and shut the show off and never listen to me again. But, you know, let, let's have a, a, a little bit of an honest dialogue here. The rare in the safe, legal, and rare is not about stigmatizing anyone who chooses to have an abortion or is considering having an abortion. That's not what the rare is about. But just as my friends on the pro-life side take everything to the furthest possible extreme to the point where they don't even want people to have access to the morning after pill because they go around talking about how the morning after pill causes an abortion, which it doesn't. And they go around talking about how the morning after pill is the same thing as RU486, the abortion pill, which it's not. My friends on the pro-life side will look you in the face and flat out lie to you about what is an abortion and what is not an abortion. Okay? But we got some problems on the pro-choice side, too. We do. The rare in safe, legal, and rare is not about stigmatizing anybody. It's not about making anybody feel bad about their choices. Hello to Dr. Jeff Cassell in the Facebook live chat. It's not about any of that. The rare in the safe, legal, and the, yeah, safe, legal, and rare is the idea that while, yes, we need to keep it safe for a woman having an abortion and we need to keep it legal. We need to protect your right to an abortion, but we should also make it the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning. 
and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. As unnecessary as possible. As unnecessary as possible. That's what the rare is. So those of you, and again, I'm pro-choice. I'm with you. I say this with love. But those of you on the pro-choice side who are so hung up and triggered by that word rare, you need to get over it. Because here's where, now again, there's a lot of polarization on this issue, and that's why the rhetoric has changed. Because back in 1992, when Bill Clinton was running for president and used the phrase safe, legal, and rare, um, the uh, Republicans and Democrats were not as far apart on the abortion issue. And there was more, you know, like on a million other things, right? The polarization was not as prevalent as it is now. Um, you know, you've seen, I mean, again, you've seen the pro-life side go to the point where, you know, it's written into Republican platforms, no exceptions, even for rape and murder. You know, again, they don't want you to have access to the morning after pill. You've got the Christian evangelicals who think that using any kind of birth control at all is the same thing as an abortion. And that if you use birth control, you're a murderer and procreation, you know, you know, sex is only for uh, procreation and, and expanding your family and all. I mean, they've really gone to the extreme, right? But so has the pro-choice side. <laughs> because you can't even say anymore, you can't say the word rare. And it's bizarre. And let me tell you where both sides get this wrong. Because... There's a there's a through line here. There's an element of this which both sides get wrong that that connects and it's this. Okay. We live in an era <laughs> Stefan's going OMG this topic on a Monday. Yeah, Stefan. Couldn't wait any longer. We live in an era where there should be very, very little unwanted pregnancy. Now, again, things happen, things go wrong. Um, but, and, and this is not, please, please, I don't want to be misunderstood on this. I'm not trying to stigmatize or shame anybody. No, no, no. Huh, no, 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 like at the top of the show. But please understand that. However, we live in an era where there should be very little unwanted pregnancy with uh, birth control and the accessibility of it and so forth. Um, that's a fact. And, and the pro-lifers don't like to admit this because it hurts their argument. But we have seen a steady drop. This is true. You can look it up. This is a statistic fact. We have seen a steady drop 
year over year, a steady decline in the numbers of unwanted pregnancies, the numbers of teen pregnancies. Oh, and guess what? The number of abortions. Go figure. And you know what we've seen an increase in year over year? Uh, sex ed classes in schools, educating kids about birth control, accessibility and availability of birth control. We have a call. We'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, this is EDG. Hey, Eric, do you have anything on this topic? Because if you don't, I'm going to ask you to call back. <clears throat> oh, seriously? Yeah, I know. It's a little unusual, Eric, but I don't. I, I got to I gotta stay on topic with this one. It's too sensitive to, to, real, to stop and do something. All right. Can you call All me? All right, well, we'll uh, talk to you later. Call, call me back in the second I'll hour. I'll leave that topic alone for now. Okay, bye. I understand. All right. No okay. problem. All right, thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. Okay. Eric, call back in the second hour if you want. No, but I, I invite anyone to call just if you want to talk about this, but uh, I, I can't uh, divert from this at the moment. Oh, I thought somebody else was calling. So, you know, so we're going, we're actually trending in the right direction, and pro-lifers don't like to admit that because um, it hurts their uh, sort of narrative that uh, their, their narrative that, you know, more and more people are having abortions all the time and abortion is out of control and everyone's getting an abortion and, and we've uh, devolved into a, a country of uh, baby murderers and all that. Uh, uh, look, I, and look, I'll tell you what, I used to do a show. I used to be a, the co-host on a show called Rock, Paper, Hand Grenades with my good friend, the Honorable Gary S. Hopper. And he is a good friend and I love Gary. He's a great person. And, um, but he's, he's very much, you know, a conservative Republican and very pro-life and he would bring on a lot of guests. Most of the guests, of course, would be conservative Republicans and very pro-life. And I could not even tell you the number of times when I would, uh, you know, talk about, we would be discussing this topic on Gary's show and I would bring up, uh, that, uh, I'm laughing at a comment in the Facebook live chat, which I will read in a second because that is funny. Um, but I would bring up, you know, hey, uh, apparently when you make birth control more available and not less, and apparently when you educate people on how to use it instead of uh, sticking your head in the sand, uh, apparently the numbers trend in a positive uh, in a positive way. Imagine that. You have less unwanted pregnancy overall. You have less teen pregnancy. You have fewer abortions happening. Wow, imagine that. And I could not tell you how many times on that show I would bring this up to these pro-life Christian conservative Republicans who would just look me in the face and say things like, oh, I don't believe that. That's not true. It's like, okay, well, Sorry it doesn't comport with your narrative that the country has descended into some sort of abortion-happy hellscape, but uh, these are facts, you know? I know, I guess facts don't matter when you just really want to be able to tell women what to do with their bodies, but yeah, facts matter, so there you go. I deal in facts. Sorry. Um, and I, I met a lot of great people on that show, but but you you, I mean... You can give them information and data and they'll just say, no, I don't believe you. It's like, okay. That's why I always say we live in a post-truth, post-fact world. 
where there really is no truth anymore. There are no facts because everyone just believes whatever they want to believe. So how can there be objective reality if everyone's just walking around in their own fantasy land in their head? But, uh, but the through line here where both the pro-choice and the pro-life side get it wrong is on birth control and contraception and so forth, right? The pro-lifers get it wrong because they want you to uh, they want you to have less access to birth control, uh, especially, oh my goodness, especially if you're a teenager. Oh, and by the way, that reminds me, another number trending in a positive direction. Uh, statistics show that teens are actually waiting longer to become sexually active. Did you know this? So there you go. So that's another thing that contributes to less teen pregnancy. Teens are actually waiting longer. That's a good thing, right? Again, I know that doesn't comport with the conservative narrative that everything's going to hell. But uh, no, there's actually good things happening. Sorry. So anyway. So so on but on on the topic of birth control. So conservatives get it wrong in that they think the answer is less access to birth control, less education, stick your head in the sand, make your children <coughs> stick their heads in the sand and just hope that they don't become sexually active and make a mistake. And that's the way to deal with it. That's the way to deal with it, right? That's what they think. And some of them, that literally is what they think. I'll tell you another thing that happened when I was Gary's co-host. We had a, a Republican on, some of you might know her, Janine Nodder. I think she's a former state rep, very pro-life. And I, I, I think that was the last time I saw Janine was on Gary's show. So I don't like know her, know her. I just know her from Gary's show. We're acquaintances. She probably doesn't even remember me. And she seemed like a very nice person. Let me say that. Janine seems like a very nice person. But Janine Nodder sat on that show. I can find the video of it if anyone doesn't believe me. Because I, I have all the video. They're, it's, they're all on YouTube. Janine Nodder sat on that show and said, swear to God, even some of you pro-lifers will get a chuckle at this. She actually said, you know how you stop teenagers from having sex? You stop talking about it. The only reason teens have sex and have these unwanted pregnancies is because we talk to them about sex. Take the sex ed out of the schools and they won't do it. Out of sight, out of mind. Now, when she said that, out of sight, out of mind, just don't bring it up and they won't be thinking about sex. I turned to her and I said to her, and she had a good sense of humor about it, to her credit. I said to her, I just have to ask, what planet are you from? Or what uh, parallel universe do you exist in? And how are you able to travel between that one and here? Uh, and she laughed. I don't think she got my point, but she laughed at least. She didn't get angry with me for saying that. But, uh, but it had to be said. What an insane thing to say. Oh, just don't talk about it. And then they won't be thinking about it out of sight, out of mind. Um, I went to a Catholic school. There was no classes about that in a Catholic school, <laughs> okay? But you think I wasn't thinking about it? I mean, that's just ridiculous. 
Uh, Rick Perry, the first time he ran for president, I saw an interview with him where he was talking about uh, he's he was he was and probably still is very proud of the abstinence only education policy in Texas. Abstinence only meaning that's what they tell the kids in school in Texas. There's no sex ed. There's no talk about birth control. There's no talk about reproduction. None of it. It is abstinence only. And he's very proud of that's part of his legacy as governor of Texas. And an interviewer, I don't remember who was interviewing him, but an interviewer asked him, Governor Perry, you claim that this works, and yet, while your home state of Texas has the strictest abstinence-only education policy in the country, your home state of Texas also has the highest rate of teen pregnancy in the country. To which Rick Perry replied, all I know is abstinence works. That was his his defense of that. Um, So that's where the pro-lifers get it wrong. If they really want to, and I used to make this point all the time on Gary's show, if they really want to uh, reduce abortions, to continue the positive trend in this country of reduced abortions. (coughs) Excuse me. The correct tactic would be, in my view, to continue to encourage use of birth control and to encourage making smart decisions about sex and so forth. Because in the places where they do that, guess what happens? They have lower rates of teen pregnancy. Um, the pro-lifers, they're never going to do that because they think the second that you open that door, it's its the exact same thing as encouraging them all to have sex. Um, you know, it's like they don't think that maybe, just maybe people, even teenagers, are more sophisticated than that and that you can communicate the message hey, this isn't something you should be doing until you're absolutely ready and mature enough to handle it. But if you decide to do it, here's how you should do it to be safe. Apparently, teenagers can handle that because in places where they do that, it works. But pro-lifers don't believe that. They reject that idea. So that's that. That's the end of, of the, you know, that that's where the pro-lifers get the whole birth control thing wrong. But again, The pro-choicers get it all wrong, too. And one more time, just this quick disclaimer, I consider myself pro-choice. Many of you listening who are pro-choice. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com. 
June 23, 1972, the world of women's sports changed forever. Now, 50 years after Title IX became law, we're celebrating with a podcast dedicated to women's stories, where we'll examine and amplify women who changed the face of sports as we know it today. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls in women's sports with a Columbus connection do not want to hear what I'm about to say. And you're going to be mad at me about it. You're going to be resentful. And some of you will even say, oh, that Matt Connerton, he says he's pro-choice, but he doesn't sound very pro-choice. But uh, the show's called Unleashed for a reason. So here we go. Part of the birth control thing that the pro-choicers don't seem to get is the message needs to be, uh, in my opinion, you know, We need to protect your right to choose. We need to protect your right to access to an abortion. Uh, No restrictions. Well, you know, putting aside the whole third trimester thing, but but I just mean no restrictions, as in you know, we're not gonna, you know, because pro-lifers want want you to do things like. you know, if you are going to get an abortion, worst case scenario, if you are going to have one, they want you to watch a video first about the joy of childbirth or something. They have all kinds of weird ideas about what you have to do before you, uh, you know, to make the entire process even that much more uh, devastating for you. But what the, what I think the pro-choice message should be is, you know, no shame, no stigma attached to it, no judgment. You know, it's your body. You're going to do what you want. We're going to protect your right to do what you want. And this is the part that should be included that is never included. It was at one time, but now it's gone because just like the pro-lifers have gone to the extreme, so have the pro-choicers. The thing that needs to be included is, hey, and by the way, you can't avoid ending up in this situation most of the time. Right. So as people who are pro-choice, as we protect your right to an abortion, we also want to make abortions more rare. So as we do that, as we are working to protect your rights, we also want to continue to educate people on ways to avoid unwanted pregnancy. Now. The pro-choice movement, it is my impression, and again, it's, I know it's tough love. You don't want to hear this, but I'm, I'm with you. But I want us to be strong together in our, our pro-choiceness. The pro-choice movement seems to feel that if you even so much as hint at the idea that maybe we should try to avoid unwanted pregnancy, that that is the same thing as shaming everyone who's ever had an abortion. And I'm sorry, but it's not. And it is the same, it's the same, it's the other side of the coin. It's the same kind of reductive reasoning that the pro-lifers use, just in the opposite direction. It's, It's ridiculous. Telling people, hey, Let's work together to try to make this as rare as possible while protecting your right 
to do this if you feel that it's something you want to do. That is not the same as shaming or stigmatizing or any of that. So we need to get past that. And that is why, that is why there are people on the left, on the pro-choice side, who are now apparently furious with Tulsi Gabbard. Because Tulsi Gabbard, God bless her, I like her more and more all the time, Tulsi Gabbard had the nerve to use that phrase, safe, legal, and rare. And everybody on the pro-choice side, they hear the word rare and they go, rare? Why should it have to be rare? See, because here's the thing. And this is the other little, I need a drink of water. This is the other little part of that, that my my friends, my allies on the pro-choice side don't want to hear. You don't want to hear this part. If you're getting triggered, if you're pro-choice and you're getting triggered and you're sitting there listening to me going, oh, Matt, Matt's not a real pro-choicer, you might want to shut this off because somebody's got to say this. You need to hear it. When the pro-lifers say that, So many people who are pro-choice, they seem to be almost callous about abortion as, as as though they think that it's something to be encouraged and celebrated. You know what, guys? They kind of have a point. They kind of have a point because some of you do come off that way. That's a tough thing to hear. I don't like saying it because I have the, I, I share your position. But some of you do come off that way. Some of you do come off. Like, and you know what? And the only reason you come off that way is because if someone like Tulsi Gabbard says, hey, we should make abortion safe, legal, and rare, you get so triggered over the word rare, it's like people, people on the pro-life side look at you and they're like, hey, What's wrong with making it rare? Why is that so bad? What could possibly be wrong with making it rare? Don't you get it? When they say, when they call us, when they call us pro-abortion instead of pro-choice, you know why they do that? Part of why they do it? I mean, part of it is it's, as John Hopwood likes to say, a rhetorical strategy, right? But you know why else they do it? Because some of us on our side of the issue do come off a little like, well, you know, well, we we can't make it rare. We need to just, it needs to just be abortion on demand and that's it. It's like, no, no, no. See, it used to be before the two sides were so polarized that we could have discussions about, well, how do we you know, how do we lower the rate of abortion? And by the way, and and apparently, you know, in some parts of the country, that discussion has been had and is being had because like I said, those numbers are trending positively. But now it's it's all or nothing on both sides. It is all or nothing. You've got the pro-lifers who don't even want you to use birth control and you've got the pro-choicers who don't even want to hear anything about making it rare. They just, they want it safe and legal. They don't want to hear about making it rare. And that's not helpful. It's not helpful. Now, I know why this happens. And it's why it happens with so many political issues. But I think on the issue of abortion, um, I, I think it's probably the best example 
I think the rhetoric around this issue is probably the, the, the single best example in our political discourse of this phenomenon. It's the whole slippery slope idea where, you know, the polarization happens in large part because both sides stake out the most extreme positions because if they compromise even the slightest bit, it becomes a slippery slope. You know, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So if we compromise even a tiny bit, you know, it's the camel's nose under the tent. It's a slippery slope. So, and that's how both sides see it. Pro-lifers see it as, well, if we even give the tiniest bit and say, okay, well, we still want to restrict abortion, but, you know, exceptions for rape and incest are okay, which used to be the standard position of Republicans, by the way. At least moderate Republicans would say, okay, well, I'm pro-life, but at least rape and incest, there should be an exception. But now, no. Now they're all, not all, but now most of them are like, nope, no exceptions, period. It's murder, that's it, right? So they won't even give on that anymore because they feel like if they even so much as give on that, it's a slippery slope. Pro-choicers, they look at it as, you know, if you if you start being more open to... I don't know, increased legislation about third trimester abortions, which from what I understand don't happen to begin with unless it is a medical emergency, as in the, the mother's life is in danger. So I'm, I'm a little, I kind of roll my eyes when pro-lifers are constantly bringing up the third trimester abortions because I, from what I've read, those don't actually happen unless they're medically necessary to begin with. But, um, but they raise money. The pro-lifers raise lots of money going around claiming that, you know, there's all these women having third trimester abortions, even though that's not true. Um, but but pro-choicers, you know, they see the slippery slope as, well, I'll give you I'll give you an example. Here's here's a slippery slope that the pro-choicers worry about. And I'm not saying they're they're wrong or that we're wrong, because, again, I'm pro-choice. I'm not saying that we're wrong to worry about this, but but, you know. When pro-lifers try to do, say, for example, they tried to do it here in New Hampshire. They've done it in many states, or they've tried to do it in many states. Uh, the fetal heartbeat bill, where they try to um, declare uh, that a uh, the, the fetus as a person, uh, once it has a heartbeat. And, um, and that's a way of kind of, you know, curbing or, or, or trying to limit abortion. They say, okay, well... Once it has a heartbeat, you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't have the, the abortion at that point. Or, um, or the fetal homicide bill. That's actually the one I was trying to think of. I, I forgot it for a second. The fetal homicide bill, which I remember discussing on Gary's show when they tried to do that here in New Hampshire, was, you know, if a pregnant woman, say a pregnant woman is in a car accident and the accident is the other driver's fault, but the pregnant woman loses her baby in the accident. Well, now you charge the person whose fault the accident was with murder because it's fetal homicide. And again, it's so it's the well, that's a slippery slope, right? Because now we're. If someone who causes a car accident, which results in a woman losing her baby, if that is if we're now attaching the word, quote unquote, homicide to that, then obviously an abortion must also be a homicide, right? So. 
but the thing is, and this is where I get stuck. I because I'm not sure what the what the answer is here either. By the way, maybe maybe one of you do, and but uh, these slippery slopes are not unreasonable to worry about. Like as someone who's pro-choice, this is kind. It, it's kind of a conundrum. As someone who's pro-choice, on the one hand, I can say, well, I wish the discussion was a little more moderate on both sides like it was when Bill Clinton ran for president in 92 and he talked about safe, legal, and rare, and maybe there could be a little more compromise and things could be a little more productive, <laughs> you know, and, and you know... It, it's easy to say that, but then I think, but these slippery slopes, like the fetal homicide bill, that's a legitimate concern if you're someone who's pro-choice. That's a legitimate worry, because actually, yeah, that is the camel's nose under the tent, because like I just said, you know, you give in on that. Okay, well, now you've let the other side... You've allowed them to declare that that fetus is a person which can be murdered. Therefore, abortion, you know, the, the next logical step is, okay, so I guess abortion is murder. Um, I want to, uh, and we'll wrap up on this issue probably at, well, oh, Jesus, already at the top of the hour. We'll wrap up on this soon. But I want to uh, get to the comments in the Facebook live chat. Uh, let's see. Michael Albers said, uh, Eric's fanny pack is birth control. <laughs> that's, that's the comment that I was uh, chuckling at earlier. Uh, Stefan Philbrook says, I found that people are either pro-choice or pro-birth. Pro-lifers are not for anything but birth. Oh, I, right. In other words, in other words, it, it's the idea that, um, you know, conservatives are, um, yeah, they're all for forcing you to, to bring a, a child into the world if there's a pregnancy. But once the child is in the world, they don't want to they don't care anything about it because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people with unwanted pregnancies, they uh, they then have, uh, you know, they're poor and then they have uh, children born into poor families and conservatives who are pro-life. Yeah, they want to make sure you have that baby, but then they don't want anybody to do anything to help you <laughs> with the baby. Because that's our tax dollars paying for you to have babies. And, you know, and there's, there was Reagan with the welfare queen uh, and that whole thing. Uh, Stefan said, when the religious pro-birthers uh, believers uh, sit there in their church pews on Sunday, they need to ask their God, why, God? Why are you the biggest aborter? So many miscarriages or God abortions, quote unquote. That's true. And that's part of the problem, too. Some of these laws that the pro-lifers want to enact have the potential. We've seen this happen in other countries where women uh, get into very serious trouble for having a miscarriage through no fault of their own. But they're then blamed for killing their own baby because they had a miscarriage. So, so, this, the, so the slippery slope concern is legitimate. So again, like I was saying before, that's where I get stuck. On the one hand, I want to have a more reasonable discussion where everybody's not hanging out on the fringes on either side. But on the other hand, 
The slippery slope is real. It is real. So I'm not sure what to do. Heidi Hamer says, uh, the Honorable Heidi Hamer says, some people, geez, keep it under the bed sheets. Uh, Stefan says, I think Hillary dumped the rare when she ran in 2016. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know who since uh, back in 92, I don't know who on the left has said that. Because you can't say that now. Because you, you know, because then, you know, People on the pro-choice side, they take it wrong. Oh, rare. You can't say rare. Um, and 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 obviously, again, the backlash against Tulsi is an example of that. Stefan says, I'm pro-choice and think abortion is rare and stats show that it is becoming more rare. Exactly. As I was saying earlier, Stefan, yeah, absolutely. So clearly we're doing something right when you increase education and when you increase access to birth control, unwanted pregnancies decline, abortions decline. It's that simple. Uh, Archie Frangudis joins us in the Facebook live chat. Stefan says, a teratoma can have a rudimentary heartbeat. Why would a lifer think if the tumor is removed, can I introduce you to my sibling teratoma? <laughs> uh, let's see. Stefan says, a slippery slope becomes a hill once the issue starts sliding. Well, that's 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 the problem. Now, before we wrap up on this, I'm going to take uh, one more gulp of water here. Mm. And at the top of the hour, I'll play something and we'll kind of reset. We'll have some fun in the second hour. Maybe easy G will call back. But this is the story I wanted to kind of reference here. This was from Vox.com. And again, this was back in October. <coughs> um, how the abortion debate moved away from safe, legal, and rare Democratic politicians used to say abortions should be rare. Here's how that changed. Now, this is just a, a short. Uh, actually, it's a longer article than I thought. We won't go through the whole thing, but this is what kind of got got my neurons firing on this. So, Because this this will uh, refresh us on what Tulsi actually said. So Representative Tulsi Gabbard said at the Democratic presidential debate, quote, again, this was back in uh, last month, about a month ago. I agree with Hillary Clinton on one thing. Abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. Clinton used that language in her 2008 presidential campaign. I didn't realize she had used it even then. Uh, Bill Clinton, meanwhile, had introduced it into Democratic politics in 92. The language was likely meant to appeal to people who supported the right to an abortion in principle, but still felt morally conflicted about the procedure, which I, you know, I would fall into that. Uh, a large group according to some polling. But many abortion rights advocates argued that calling for the procedure to be rare placed stigma on people who seek it. Uh, by the way, okay, before I read more of this, I don't want to belabor the point, but again, let's just think about it. If you said, if you said, or if, if I said to you, I want uh, yeah, I want chemotherapy to 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 have to be rare. Would you then think that I was putting some sort of stigma on cancer patients who get chemotherapy treatments, or would you think that I was saying that I wanted to make cancer rare 
I want cancer to be rare. Therefore, the need for chemotherapy to be rare. Like, if I said that to you, you wouldn't think, oh, Matt's stigmatizing cancer patients who get chemotherapy patients, would you? Right, that would be bizarre. So, but, but, so why is it with this that that puts a stigma on it? Saying make it rare. <coughs> uh, Destiny Lopez, co-director of the All Above All Action Fund, a nonprofit that works to expand abortion access, said, quote, there's a fundamental notion of bodily autonomy that we've been fighting for as advocates and activists on this issue for years, unquote. Uh, she said that saying, abor- uh, saying abortion should be rare, quote, completely negates all the work that we've done to really make this about the ability to decide what's best for your body, for your family, for your community, unquote. How? See, that's, so that's the mentality. Using the word rare just is going to set the whole thing back as far as abortion rights. Why? Why does it? This is the mindset. This is the problem. Again, this is what I say to my fellow pro-choicers. This is the problem. We need to get over this because I, I, I don't agree with her. I don't get it. Someone explain it to me. Over the years, Democrats have become more sympathetic to this view. By 2016, Hillary Clinton had changed her message, saying only that abortion should be safe and legal. It was part of a broader shift in the party toward a more full-throated support of abortion rights. During the 2016 primaries, both Clinton and Sanders called for a repeal of the Hyde Amendment. I don't want to get sidetracked with that. Okay, skipping down. But as Gabbard showed, the framing of safe, legal, and rare isn't gone. Her comment and the conversation surrounding it were a reminder not just of how much the Democratic Party has changed in recent years on abortion rights, but the divisions that still remain. The phrase safe, legal, and rare entered common usage during 92 when Bill Clinton frequently used it. Quote, we have to remind the American people once again that being pro-choice is very different from being pro-abortion, unquote. He told the Congressional Women's Caucus that year. Yes, and he's right about that. He was right when he said that. We have to remind people that being pro-choice is different from being pro-abortion. As I said earlier, protecting a woman's right to choose and encouraging women to have an abortion are not the same damn thing. That's a perfectly reasonable thing to say, but but apparently, uh, but apparently you can no longer hold that position and be pro-choice. Uh, during her 2008 presidential campaign, Hillary echoed her husband's message emphasizing that, quote, by rare, I mean rare, unquote. But over the years, abortion rights activists have pushed back against that phrase. Safe, legal, and rare implies that getting an abortion is something that, quote, you should be apologetic for, unquote. Reproductive justice activist Renee Bracey Sherman told Vox, quote, it places the... This is... Wait till you hear this. Again, somebody explain to me the logic here. How does one arrive at this conclusion? She says, quote, it places the blame on the person who's had an abortion as if they just did something wrong to need one 
rather than addressing the systemic issue as to why someone might not be able to have access to consistent health care or contraception, unquote. I want to read that again because I see more than one issue with that statement that I want to point out. Again, this was Renee Bracey Sherman. She's a reproductive justice advocate uh, activist. Here's what she said. It plays again, this is her problem with the word rare. Quote, it places the blame on the person who's had an abortion as if they just did something wrong to need one rather than addressing the systemic issue as to why someone might not be able to have access to consistent health care or contraception, unquote. I've got two big problems. Number one, let's think about this logically. Again, let's use other examples. If I said to you, I want to make homelessness rare because homelessness is a problem in the city and in probably every city in America to varying degrees, right? Homelessness is a problem. If I say to you, I want to make homelessness rare, are you going to say to me, Matt, that's offensive, By you saying you want to make homelessness rare, you're stigmatizing homeless people and you're blaming them for their own homelessness. Would you say that to me if I said to you, I think we should make homelessness rare? If I said to you, speaking a little more broadly, I want to make poverty rare. I think there's too much poverty. We live in the richest, most successful country in the history of the world. We shouldn't have poverty. This is a rich country. I want to make poverty rare. Imagine I'm a candidate for office and I say to you, I want to make poverty rare. Would you then say to me, Matt, why are you stigmatizing and shaming people who are living in poverty by using the word rare? You're implying that they're doing something wrong by living in poverty, that they've done something to deserve their situation. That's not nice. I'm very triggered by your use of the word rare. Would you say that to me if I said to you, I want to make poverty rare? In what other instance does using the word rare become so deeply offensive? In what other instance? I can't think of one. And yet, apparently when we're talking about abortion, if you say you want to make it rare, you've now ashamed and stigmatized Everyone who's ever had or is considered having had, having an abortion. It doesn't make sense. The logic doesn't hold up. And again, I say this with love to my fellow pro-choicers. It's tough love, but you all got to hear it. This is why when the pro-lifers say, hey, you guys all seem like you just want lots of abortions going on all over the place. <laughs> you know, they kind of have a point. Because we can't even talk about making it rare when we all know, we all know, isn't that the one thing we can all agree on? Whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, can we all at least agree on this one thing that rare would be great? Right? Isn't that the optimum to make it rare? Wouldn't that be a good thing? We can all agree on that, I think. So 
What's the problem? Uh, getting back to this. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, Stefan has a great example. Stefan says, hmm, I want to make mass shootings rare. Well, yep, Stefan, be careful. You wanting to make mass shootings rare, you've now, uh, you've now stigmatized all the uh, victims of mass shootings. It's like by saying you want to make mass shootings rare, you're saying that uh, uh, people who are victims of mass shootings uh, did something to deserve getting shot, clearly. How dare you? Uh, Stefan also said, OMG, enough, really, quote, negate all the work, blah, 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 unquote. This is an example of how the DNC can't get out of their own way and have their heads in the sand. I absolutely agree, Stefan. I absolutely agree. And I love your mass shootings uh, example. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, getting back to this, uh, again, this is from Vox. Uh, the push to destigmatize abortion has been part of a larger rise in people who have had abortions being open about their experiences. Um, <laughs> Stefan says, I want to make obesity rare. I love the hop knot. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Lopez uh, also uh, told Vox, quote, prior to 2016, we did not have a lot of people publicly saying the word abortion or talking about their firsthand experiences. But there has just been this seismic shift in the last few years where we've seen more public conversations about the realities of abortion access in this country, unquote. Wait a second. Now, so this same individual who a minute ago was talking about, who's like, oh, you can't use the word rare. We have to be very careful how we talk about this. Don't use that. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. A word. Then she's talking about how great it is that we can now have these open public discussions about abortions much more so than we could before. This is the kind of thing you run into with the, the PC crowd, right? The social justice warriors and whatnot. They all want everyone to, you know, be able to express themselves however they want to, as long as they approve of how you do it. <laughs> and if, you, if, if, you, if they don't approve of how you do it, even though they want you, in theory, to be able to do it, then they get upset with you. It's that same kind of thinking, right? Oh, I'm so glad that we're able to have these open discussions about this, these open debates. And I want to continue to do that as long as you use the words I approve of. It's it's the same kind of thinking. Uh, let's see. 
Those realities have changed a lot since 92. Opponents of abortion have long sought to restrict the procedure, but after 2010, when Republicans took over many state legislatures, they successfully passed a slate of restrictions on abortion clinics that caused many facilities in the South and Midwest to close. Uh, between 2011 and 2017, half of the clinics in Arizona, Kentucky, Ohio, and Texas shut their doors. In 2017, 89% of counties had no abortion clinic, and six states had just one. They made it much harder for many Americans to get an abortion, especially if they couldn't afford to travel to a faraway clinic. Meanwhile, Trump's election in 2016 was soon followed by the appointment of Gorsuch and Kavanaugh to the court. Uh, I'm going to skip down here. Uh, in a time when access is dwindling and Roe is at risk, referring to Roe v. Wade, advocates have argued that calling for abortion to be rare just makes it even harder for people who already struggle to get the procedure, who are disproportionately likely to be poor people of color, LGBTQ immigrants, or belong to more than one of these groups to push for their right to get it. Lopez said, quote, if there are barriers put in front of a person, the safe, legal, and rare framing implies that it does not matter because that procedure should be rare. So it essentially is denying these folks the ability to really access the care that they deserve, unquote. It's circular logic it, that she's using. It doesn't hold up. Uh, for that reason, the All Above All Action Fund says that abortion should be safe, legal, accessible, and affordable, not rare, Lopez said. I don't disagree with including those other things. How about safe, legal, accessible, affordable, and rare? How about that? Uh, Democratic candidates have been listening to the concerns like these, and in recent years, they've moved away from the safe, legal, and rare. The word rare was removed from the Democratic Party platform in 2012, Bracey Sherman said, and in 2016, Clinton no longer used it on the campaign trail. A discussion of abortion in her 2017 book, What Happened, showed how much the former candidate's language had changed on the issue. She wrote, quote, We can debate the morality of abortion forever, but at the end of the day, who decides whether a woman gets or stays pregnant? I, let, uh, I say let women decide, unquote. Well, I certainly agree with her there. Um, let's see. I'm skipping down again. Okay. But safe, legal, and rare isn't completely gone. Tulsi Gabbard, who once identified as pro-life but now says she supports abortion rights, used the phrase at the fourth presidential debate on Tuesday when she was at, again, remember, this was back in October, uh, when asked how she would stop states from restricting abortion access. Gabbard went on to say this, quote, We see how the consequences of laws that you're referring to uh, can often lead to a dangerous place. I do, however, think that there should be some restrictions in place. I support codifying Roe v. Wade while making sure that during the third trimester, abortion is not an option unless the life or severe health consequences of a woman are at risk, unquote. Nothing unreasonable there, except I, I would have left out the part about the third trimester, only because, like I said, th those... Those abortions are incredibly rare to begin with, but anyway. Um, many abortion rights activists criticized her response, but one, former Planned Parenthood president Leanna Wen uh, praised her, arguing that, quote, we should reduce the need for abortions by investing in prevention, unquote. 
Right. Again, that is Leanna Wen, Dr. Leanna Wen. She is a former president of Planned Parenthood. And she said, quote, I, I want to read it again. It's, it's simple. It's a simple common sense concept. We should reduce the need for abortions by investing in prevention. Yes, it's that simple. And when you invest more in prevention, what happens when you prevent something? You make it <gasps> rare. That's not a bad thing. Uh, when broke with her other abortion rights activists some time ago, when she was removed as Plan uh, Planned Parenthood's president in July, she said in a statement, quote, I believe that the best way to protect abortion care is to be clear that this is not a political issue, but a healthcare one, unquote. I agree. Some said the group ousted her because it was looking for, quote, a more aggressive political leader, unquote, on abortion rights. Since she left Planned Parenthood, when has argued that the best way to build public support for abortion rights is to seek common ground with people who may be uncomfortable with the procedure, but want it to remain legal. Think about that. People who are uncomfortable with it, maybe have misgivings about it, maybe have moral and ethical qualms about it, but think it should be legally protected. Think about that. Think about how many people, how many, probably millions of Americans would fall into that category. It's probably a pretty big pool of people, I would think. That's probably a large swath of the American electorate. Um... She said, quote, we need to stop treating those whose views differ from our own with scorn and suspicion and instead work together to safeguard our health, our rights and our future, unquote. Uh, she, um, I'm skipping down again. Uh, she isn't the only abortion rights supporter to use safe, legal and rare in recent months. In an interview with M uh, NPR's Sarah McCammon earlier this year, Pamela Moraldo, a former president of Planned Parenthood who resigned in 95, uh, said she wanted Planned Parenthood to return to that framing. She said, quote, I think that people that are pro-choice are afraid of stigmatizing abortion when they say it should be rare, but that's not where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place that too many trips to the doctors, medical procedures, surgical procedures, could be and should be prevented, unquote. In general, those who argue on behalf of prevention say that better access to contraception would naturally lead to abortion becoming more rare. Indeed, the abortion rate, this is a, an important fact, the abortion rate is at an all-time low in recent years, and experts say better access to long-acting reversible contraceptives like IUDs is likely the reason why. Um... That's there's a little more to this. I will drop the. Uh, in fact, I'll do it right now. I'm going to drop the link uh, to that article into the Facebook live chat for anyone who wants to see the whole thing. But um, I think that's uh, pretty great. Uh, but I, you know, but I like the article because again, it, and it was 
this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And, and hearing that uh, segment on NPR this morning really kind of, like I said, it got the neurons firing in my brain. So some uh, some tough love from uh, from one pro-choicer to my pro-choice brethren. Uh, nothing wrong with rare. It's uh, like I said, isn't that the one thing that, um, you know, we can all definitely agree on, I would think, I would hope. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. I'm not alone. Uh, sitting at the news desk is uh, Christian Lacoste. How are hey, you, hey, sir? Hey, hey, hey. I'm got, pretty good. Got your theme music going there, your new uh, your new theme music. What's my new theme music? Hold on. Did you forget already? Just yeah. You haven't been here in a while. No, it's been it's been a it's been a ride. Yeah, it's a little uh, busy. Little George Michael for you there, uh, father figure. Remember? Remember yep. you told me how much you love this song and you, you like this one so much better than the other one we were using for you? Oh, yeah, because now that one's outdated. Right. It's outdated. But this song is timeless. Oh, yeah, for sure. Timeless. <laughs> so, uh, excuse me. So, <coughs> oh, boy. Oh, <coughs> please don't die, Matt. It's probably karma. I deserve that. I deserve to choke. Anyway, no. so... Welcome back. No, I don't really. Uh, I, <laughs> Thanks. I, I, it's, it's it's good to be back. It's I don't really deserve to choke. Oh yes, that too. Yes. Uh, so I just want to explain to everybody uh, something about what just happened. Because um, all of a sudden, the Facebook live chat uh, was interrupted. The well, I should say, the Facebook live feed was interrupted while we had Mr. Vermin Supreme on. Uh, if you were paying attention to the Facebook live chat, you might have noticed something uh, very strange was suddenly posted in the Facebook uh, live chat uh, under uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed that I did not post, and uh, neither did anyone else associated with the show. Uh, so uh, it appeared that the uh, page had been hacked, which was why I terminated the Facebook live feed and uh, did a, a couple of uh, security things uh, before I uh, restarted the Facebook live feed. So th that's why I apologize for the sudden interruption to the Facebook feed uh, during our uh, conversation with Vermin Supreme. But uh, that's why I had to do that because uh, uh, clearly uh, the page had been hacked. Um, that happens occasionally with uh, the Facebook. So had to uh, to take care of that. Um, oh, Stefan Philbrook really wants the... Uh, yeah, here, here you go. He really wants the George Michael? He really wants the George Michael, yes. George Michael. Yes. So, uh, so anyway, that's what happened there. And that's why I... I know toward the end of our discussion with Vermin, I may have sounded a little bit distracted. Uh, that's why. Now, if you were watching the show on Facebook and you missed, then obviously if that is how you were enjoying the show, you missed part of uh, our conversation with Vermin. Uh, you know, it will be up in a little bit at WMNHradio.org, where this show, as well as all the shows here at WMNH, are archived for your enjoyment. So you'll be able to... I listen to, uh, to them in work all the time. There you go. Do you spend your entire day at work uh, 
listening to Matt Connerton unleashed. Yep. Good. <laughs> that's what we like to hear, Christian. That's why uh that's why we have you on. We have me on because I don't know why we have me on sometimes. I'm well, just... you come in here with yep. compliments and that's yep. a wonderful thing. And uh we, we have, have a call. call. We'll grab this call. Well, hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh it's Easy G. Oh, Easy G. Eric. Well, boy, I have to uh now Easy G, of course, you have your you own better get uh, his music on. You have your own theme music. So we gotta kill the uh father figure there. There we go. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drives are cool while I've got the mood. The really move. I said chill. Up and down this fine. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. And as always, let's just remind everyone, Easy G, Eric Agnon, he is a sexy boy, but he is not your boy toy. He's not a piece of meat, Christian. We we needn't uh, treat him as such. Listen, I've challenged him to a boxing match. I've challenged Vermin Supreme. I don't know who else is next. If one of them two don't come through with this boxing match, man, I, I don't know, man. Right. Well, you did say you would make short work of Eric. I'll make short work of both of them. Easy. Yeah, he probably would. Ooh. Oh! But, but, but anyways, the, uh, Ooh. I got a question for you, Matt. Yes! On another station there, uh, I forget his name already, but he did a, a uh, 24-hour marathon for I his know son. He has about. diabetes. And he raised almost $75,000. That he went was from on... 2 o'clock on Wednesday until about 2.30 on, on Wednesday. And he raised a whole mess of money, you know, for the uh, Diabetes Foundation. Yeah, oh. Do you think something that you, is that something you could do, Matt? Be on the air for consecutive hours like that? I'll do better than that. I'll cure diabetes. How about that? I'm just going to need a little time. I might need uh, check back with me in a few decades. Yeah, I'll have it cured. I prefer the Wilford Brimley uh, pronunciation, by the way. Diabetes. Remember Wilford Brimley with his uh, enormous mustache? Yeah. He had a better mustache than John Bolton. And Wilford Brimley, he used to do the diabetes ads, and he used to do the Quaker Oats ads. Remember Quaker Oats? It's the right thing to do. And then it turned out that... Uh, yeah, Quaker- his original goal was, was to, uh, Wilford- to raise $25,000, and he raised almost 75000 Wilford Brimley? And then he had to... Uh, he no, had- this guy on the WAI, oh. one, of the, uh, oh. one of the workers there. Because it turned out that... One guy, uh, one guy, called, up, one guy called up, and he, and he came on the air, and he, he said, I'll give you $10,000. Because there was a terrible scandal, you know. It turns out that eating too much Quaker Oats actually gives you diabetes. Did you know that? Say that again? I'm trying to help you, EZG, because I know you eat a lot of Quaker Oats. What about the Quaker Oats? Nothing. Nothing. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so I did hear, so it was a sports guy on WEEI. Yes, I did hear about this. He was doing some sort of marathon. It went really well. I watched part yeah, of it. Yeah, it was really funny. He had a, he, the uh, Lou, Lou Maloney was on, and his wife, they were on around uh, midnight last night, and him and the guy running the marathon, him and his wife were on, and they were talking about things they don't like about each other, and it was really funny. Oh, oh my goodness. We could do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then great. before that, they had the uh, mm. 
They had the, uh, you can call up with any kind of sex question. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's they also called had, up, People they called had up with they some had... pretty, pretty crazy questions. Oh, like, they, had a wow. few, they had Tom Brady on. They had, um, they had Tom Brady on. They had someone from the oh, Bruins. Oh, Larry Bird was on at one point. Larry Bird was Tom on, Brady. yes. Tom, Tom Brady. And there was someone oh, from the Bruins. They had Alex Cora on. They had Alex Cora on? They're saying, they're saying now that he, he, he might get suspended because of the uh, Houston Astros were caught cheating in the 2017 World Series, and he was the bench coach. I know about that because I listened to Scott Farrell, Farrell on the bench on another uh, station that we Scott won't mention. Scott Farrell is the man. I do love Scott. I could listen to him talk about anything. I could listen to him talk about diabetes and how Quaker Oats gives yeah. you diabetes. I shouldn't say that. I don't want to get sued. I'm only kidding about the Quaker Oats thing. Or am but I? It, it's, it, it's amazing now how, how the uh, Houston Astros had all their wins last year at home because they, they were cheating, apparently. You, but no, that was a 2017. So it's always easy to win when you cheat. It's always like they say in wrestling, right? If you can't win, right, you cheat Bobby Bobby the Brain Heenan used to say, win if you can, cheat if you must. No, I'm sorry. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat and never get caught. Exactly. Right. Always cheat, but don't get like caught. The, uh, right. Like Eddie Guerrero used to say, cheating, lying, and stealing. Yes, that was the the song. He was we a of a wrestler back in the day. Yes, he was. Now he's dead. Rip. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good interview with uh, Vernon Supreme. Oh, did you enjoy that, Easy G? Yeah, he's been in the studio before. He's been on the Peter White Morning Show before. Believe it or not. Yes, I do believe that. I think I remember that. Have you ever? Uh, will yeah. you be? Uh, hey, I, I get credit for anybody that wants to throw their name throw their name in the hat. But it's too bad he won't be able to be on the ballot. I guess. Will you be voting for uh, Vermin Supreme? Diabetes. Diabetes. Oh, probably Diabetes. not, no. Thank you, Wilford. Diabetes. Diabetes. But, uh, Diabetes. It's like uh, Dan and Patrick is throwing his name in the He's like every day. Diabetes. Even notice that, Matt. Like every day, it's like somebody Diabetes. throws their name Diabetes. out of the hat. Diabetes. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody throws their name in the hat. I'm sorry, EZG. Did you say uh, Deval Patrick has diabetes? <laughs> no, he's throwing, he's throwing his, he threw his name in the hat to run for president in the New Hampshire primary. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. I I, I was going to say, poor Deval Patrick. And then the yeah, other day, somebody right. dropped out. It's like every day, like almost seems like somebody drops out, and the next day, somebody drops in. Right. I have a question. Is it too late? Diabetes. Diabetes. Thank you, Wilford. Diabetes. Oh, I'm sorry. Diabetes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Christian. Yes. Is there write-ins on I, the ballot? I don't, I don't think it's any the wind, do you? For the national elections. Is there a what do you think, Matt? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can write. You can write in anybody you want, guys. Let's write me in, please. I was All gonna. Right. I was thinking about writing in Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Diabetes. No, let's Diabetes. write in Christian Diabetes. Lacoste. Diabetes. If you guys, Diabetes. Matt. Well, well, maybe you and Wilford Brimley could run together. You could be his VP. No, I want to be the president. You're too young. You have to. The minimum age is 35. Diabetes. 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 That's okay. I can hack some some database and say I'm 35. You don't have diabetes, do you? No, I don't have diabetes. I don't, I don't think Dana Patrick has any shot to win as president of the United States. Dana Patrick? Do you mean Deval Patrick? I don't think Dana Patrick is running. Yeah, Deval Dana Patrick has zero chance to win. Dana Patrick is a NASCAR driver. Is it? Uh, it's Danica, it's isn't too, it? Too, yeah. too late. Too well, late for people to throw their name in that. She was my, my celebrity crush when I was little. I'd vote for Danica Patrick. Diabetes. Diabetes. I would too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she doesn't have diabetes, <laughs> does she? No. I didn't think so. 
You don't have diabetes, do you, EZG? All righty, boys. I'll let you go. All right, EZG. What? I'm suddenly very concerned about EZG. Diabetes, I know, me diabetes. too. I'm worried, really. Diabetes. I'm really diabetes, worried right diabetes, 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 So, you got diabetes. Well, I hope not. Uh, me too. By the way, Jenny is currently at the Hop Knot. You should, uh, everyone, you should go to the Hop Knot. I was see just Jenny. stopped in there the other day. Go there and have a delicious uh, gourmet pretzel. I stopped in there the other day to grab an application because I was looking to maybe do part-time there. Right. But then I realized it wouldn't be smart because I'm picking up like 72, 72 hours a week. You're working hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're, uh... This place isn't going to run itself. Right. Gotta, gotta work out. You're taking care of business. You a big uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive fan? Remember that song? Taking care of business. Yes. Yes, I should play that to cleanse our palate of the diabetes, but I'm not going to. Uh, Let's see. Hello to Mike Pelopita, who's in the Facebook live chat. Mike, how you doing, buddy? As well as Brian Mackey, all the way from Idaho. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Jenny is in there as well. Hi, Brian. And uh, Sir John of Heichel joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hello, John. Uh, Stefan Philbrook joins us. Uh, he's the one who said more George Michael, please. And, uh, oh, and Stefan said, cause when, uh, you know, when, uh, easy G called, you're interrupting George Michael. Cause we had to play easy G's, uh, uh, theme music. Uh, he said, uh, this is the perfect balance of George Michael and Matt Connerton. Uh, Stefan said, not only is easy G not a boy toy, he's pretty strong. He's pretty strong. My hand still has, oh, he's pretty strong. My hand still is not healed. From his strong fist bump that I received from him on Monday. Oh, my goodness. Man, you should go get that checked out he's, then. Go down to the urgent care or something. Easy G's a very strong man. Well, he's very strong, but he still won't cut no boxing promo on me, man. Right. I'm I- sitting here. I've been sitting here for three months now waiting for him. What is it with him? Is it his management or is he a one-man team? Maybe it's his diabetes. Yeah, maybe it's his diabetes. Yeah. But... I'm itching for a boxing match. Someone box me, please. Right. Diabetes. Diabetes. Please. Diabetes. You should do a fundraiser to fight diabetes. I should. I should do a lot of things. No, but seriously, does does Wilford Brimley not have... Do you even know who Wilford Brimley is? The name name sounds familiar. Let me tell you something. Uh, This man has the mustache. I think he's still alive. Oh, I hope he still has his mustache. It's, it's, It's like you almost can't see his head. That's a pretty it's under outrageous. All this, uh, all, outrageous. Uh, yeah, you almost can't see him. It's like you see all this hair and then a couple of eyes, and uh, and a guy with uh, diabetes apparently. Diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. And in this particular video, he has a big belt buckle. You know, uh, we could also do a charity boxing match to raise money for the city skate park. Right. Yes. That's another thing. Me and um, I've been progressing a lot in scootering, and you know, doing the. All those action sports and stuff now. I think that's why I want to do a boxing match. You get that exercise, that's a good way to avoid diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for you. Diabetes. Uh, let's see. Stefan says, I want my pony, Vernon 2020. Candace Johnson joins us. Uh, I haven't seen Candace in the Facebook live chat in a long time. Welcome back, Candace. Uh, Stefan is asking, does Christian promote free ponies and good dental hygiene? Thank you, Wilford. Diabetes. I promote more than that, okay? Yes. Free college. Free lunch. Wow. For everyone. Uh, so you're more of a socialist. 
I don't know what I am. You're voting for Elizabeth Warren, it sounds like, if you want free college no. and free free lunch. Is that Ew. what you said? Ew. Ew. <laughs> isn't, isn't she like the Pocahontas scandal lady? Oh, I forgot her name. Yeah, but this... No, no, like, no we're not going to talk about that. I don't well, wanna, you can talk about it, but I just... I, I don't even... It's just very... Uh, Republican she's irrelevant to me. Well, she could be the nominee. Diabetes. Well, that's unfortunate. Yes, well... You might have to live with it, or you can vote for Vermin Supreme. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Diabetes. See, and I also noticed something. Andrew Yang and Tom Steyer have these ads on YouTube. I noticed something. Andrew Yang's YouTube ads are skippable. Tom Steyer's ads are not skippable. Tom Steyer is in your face. Well, no, his ads aren't skippable because they're so short. Really? His ads are really short. You haven't noticed that? Tom Sire's ads are really short. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, true. They're like six to seven. They're like cut off in the middle and they're like six to seven seconds long. And it's like, you get, oh yeah, I, back in 2018, I ran, I brought up Trump's impeachment and I was like, what? Huh? Right, right. What? Yes, he did. Yes, yes. Diabetes. I hope Trump doesn't have diabetes. I got to give it to the guy. The only, the only thing I like about the guy is his belt buckle is really nice. His big old Texas belt buckle. Who? Tom Styers. Oh, I didn't. I've His never, outfit's uh, pretty good. I'm gonna give it to him I, there. I don't really look at dudes' belt buckles much, but I, I'm glad you like his big belt buckle. Wilford Brimley I also. Into that one. Wilford Brimley has a big belt buckle. Diabetes. He's got. Uh, it's in this video I keep playing. Candace Johnson flashing the peace sign. Uh, Mike Pelopito says. Uh, and Cocoon Waltius Reed. Oh, referring to Wilford Brimley because he was in Cocoon. And what was the other? I missed the comment. There was another movie that Wilford Brim Brimley was in. Oh, I missed it. I'm scrolling back and now I don't see it. But Wilford Brimley, he was also in a show <coughs> called uh, Our House, I think. Uh, hello to Peter White. Peter. Uh, who joins us in the Facebook live chat. Diabetes. Uh, That's the man of the hour. Peter White does not have diabetes, uh, I don't think. No. Nah. I mean... Peter uh, White does not have diabetes. Right. Uh, diabetes. He, he might have other uh, ailments, but... Uh, I definitely... Uh, I have a swamp ass. But he does not have diabetes. Very important. Uh, Stefan is asking, what is your platform, uh, Christian? Because you have expressed an interest in running. Uh, you want to be Wilford Brimley's uh, VP, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I, I didn't uh, misunderstand something. Sometimes I misunderstand things, you know. Diabetes. Wait, he said platform? Yes. What is I'm your gonna platform? I'm going to run as a table. Because <laughs> <laughs> the table's a platform. Right. Uh, yeah. I get it. You made it funny. I attempted to. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's that's uh, remarkable. That's why, I, so that's why I don't stick. That's why I don't go into comedy. I stick with like music and action sports. Sure. Okay. Well, as long as you don't, uh, you know, ever joke about any health issues, because that, no. that, that's important. Like diabetes. Right. Diabetes. Right. Yeah. So you have no platform. You need no. to You need to think it through. Oh, gosh. Uh, we have a call. Let's uh, grab this. Oh, boy. Perhaps this is someone who will uh, suggest some uh, platform positions for you. Maybe. Hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, is it me? I don't know. Is it you? Oh wow! This is such an incredible honor to speak to you, sir. Uh, I'm calling from the UK, and uh, wow. your name's made it uh, its way across the pond uh, over here to the UK. And people over here are actually incredibly fond of you. In fact, everyone yeah. in my hometown will be absolutely chuffed to know that I have had the pleasure of speaking with John Hopwood. 
Oh, wow. Well, uh, J- John Hopwood is not here. Uh, would you like to speak with uh, virtual John Hopwood? Uh, no, not really. Bye. Jeez, how right, much bye-bye. dope have you smoked? I mean, you know? No. Hardy, har, har, right? Never oh mind. Vir- no, virtual. Wow. Jo- virtual John Hopwood, never mind. He uh, he already hung up. Oh, I know what's on the TV. Uh, well, it's too late, virtual John Hopwood. So, you know. Wow. Like, yeah, well, let's say, come and say it in person. Come yeah. say it to my face. He can. He's all all the way across the pond. Yeah, he's in the UK. Uh, so you know we can't. Oh, talk. about seven or eight inches. No, that's let's not even get into that. Whoa! I'll tell you. Whoa! What. Whoa! So, uh, John. Well, John Opwood will be very disappointed that he missed a call from the UK. Uh, Stephen Philbrook is laughing at Peter White's uh, issue there. I think that's uh, that's an, uh, that's terrible, uh, Stephen. Peter is your friend. Don't. Wow. So you wait, know, I'm you surprised uh, Stephen's even awake after. Oh, the partying I heard I he definitely, did last uh, night. I have osteoporosis. Yes. Well, we shouldn't we shouldn't laugh at that. It's not funny to laugh at all these diabetes. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. When Big Mobile charges you an arm and a leg, they're taking your money and your power. And your arm and leg. Boost Mobile gives your power back with an unlimited plan for $25 a month on one of America's largest 5G networks. We can't give you back your arm and your leg because we're not qualified surgeons. Unless you're an iguana who can grow limbs back. Switch to Boost and get an unlimited plan for $25 a month. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. New customers only. One line, $25 per month with auto pay. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details. All these terrible uh, things. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stefan says... Forgive me. <laughs> Stefan says... Uh, excuse me. Andrew Yang 2020 because blank ties. I can't say that word. Maybe Andrew Yang will box me, man. I don't know. Someone's got to box me. I, no, we started this how long ago? Andrew Yang will not bo- uh, box you because he's an Asian man who loves math. Okay, so he can use his mathematics on me. Right, and he will. Nine plus ten. Uh, let me think. While I while while I think, he punches me in the face and knocks me out. End of match. Knockout. KO. He wins. Stefan Philbrook says, almost time for a virtual hoppy conversation with Ghost of John McCain. Yeah, those oh, two. Oh, boy. It is true that they uh, they have kind of an acrimonious uh, relationship, the two of them. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. The, the Ghost of John McCain and uh, virtual John Hopwood. I think even the real John Hopwood is not that fond of uh, the Ghost of John McCain for uh, for whatever reason. So you have no policy positions. No. Well, what kind of a candidate are you? I don't know. I just want to run. Maybe. Well, you see, if Trump can win, I can win. Come on, he was a billionaire. Yeah, I'm not a billionaire, but well, neither is he. <laughs> well, not anymore. Well, whatever. How many how many dollars he has? Well, He's no about one to be re- broke. Anyway. No one really knows. I'm John McCain. Uh oh, the ghost of John McCain is here. Yes, come say it to my face. Well, the ghost, you know, John McCain uh, ran uh, several times, uh, you know. I have been a consistent reformer. Yeah, see, but it wasn't enough to uh, 
Wasn't enough to win. Come say it to my face. Yeah, see? Well, he, he's never around. I haven't seen John in a long time. Absolutely not. No. Well, he's been here quite a bit. I haven't seen no, him. No, grow up. Grow up. Live in the real world. Well, he can't right? live. He can't live in the real world. Uh, he's dead. That's. Oh, you're exactly right. Yeah. That's why he's the ghost of John McCain. I hate being bored. Well, you're awfully cantankerous, and you, you know, he should have. More, shouldn't he have more uh, respect for the dead? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, for uh, real, John. Virtu- virtual John Hopwood. He, I thank you, my friend. You're welcome, uh, ghost of John McCain. I apologize for. Uh, I apologize for the attitude of uh, virtual John Hopwood. And he's very, very if intelligence was electricity, this guy couldn't spark a firefly's ass. Well, you're uh, talking about the ghost of a uh, a former uh, uh, United States senator, sir, and a war hero. That requires a cool hand at the tiller. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Uh, you I'm know. not an imbecile. All right. No one said you were a uh, ghost of... Uh, I Whatever. Mean, I mean... Uh, Oh, apparently the ghost of John McCain. Uh, Whatever. Oh, okay. Well, that's, you know. Oh, this is going Those places real quick. Um, very hurtful. Uh, the ghost of John McCain's feelings are hurt, Chris. Yeah, man. I'm hurt. Yes. Well, By uh, John Hopwood's comments there. Yes. Well. Is that a pizza place? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we need to, uh, you know what we need to do is get that, uh, I have an idea. We need to get that medium uh, that was uh, on uh, the morning show with Peter White in here to do a ghost clearing to get rid of the ghost of John McCain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's all we can yeah, do. Right? Or we got to get Christian to bring in his guitar. Again. Right. And well, why don't you bring in your guitar? My uh, I don't know. I was in a rush tonight. My brain is clogged with all sorts of stuff. Twinkies. And... My neurons weren't wired on a matrix from a, a gambling program used on your social media. I mean, my God. What an attitude. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know. Anyway. But yeah, no. Um I'm working third shift from now on, so I'll, I'll be on a little bit more, so I'll definitely be definitely bringing my guitar. I had an idea. Yeah? Had an idea. I don't know if you heard about it. Well, I tried to ha- I tried to post it out on social media. I wanted to we can do work it. with somebody to get a parade. I mean, get a float in the Christmas parade. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I would go spend some money on audio equipment and everything, and I'd do, like, a float. And I'd be performing on the float. But it's not looking like that, so I think I'm going to end up just busking on Elm Street that that night. Oh, you're just going to busk one out on Elm Street. Very nice. Do a little show, do a little Christmas show. I want to win, obviously. Good. Do something like that and, you know, get... Get a few dollars, right? Yeah, and be able to you know play for people. And now that I actually have money, I can up my performance, and I'm going to be getting a bunch of new equipment. Getting a bunch of new equipment now, right? Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, sure. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something John would say. That's well. That's virtual John Hopwood. Yeah. He's a little. He's a little negative sometimes. Yeah, he, he really is. Sounds like he doesn't believe you, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Did you have to smoke that crap, too? Yeah, I did. Is there an issue with it? No, no, I'm joking. No, I oh, am boy. joking. Wow. What a stunning life you must have. What a stunning worldview. He's very mean today. I apologize, Christian. Listen here, John. So you're going to be busking. I'm about to cut a promo on this man. Oh, my goodness. What is that? Oh, wow. How stunning. What What a stunning wit. Oh, my. Yeah, what a stunning jacket. wit. Jeez, wow. He's so, he's just very mean to you. I don't, really know, I don't know why you tolerate him. 
I, well, I mean, do you I think can't knock you him out. Disturb me at all? You're just like a boxer would do because he's not handy. I mean, come just on, kidding. dude. Right. Well, you're we love stupid. John. What a jackass! Jeez. Wow, that's he's, hurtful. He's very man. cruel. He's very, very. Cruel. That's that that that's a whole nother level right there. I think you could take him. I think you could take him in a celebrity boxing match. Virtual John Hopwood. Not the actual John Hopwood, of course. No, I wouldn't touch the actual John Hopwood. No, no. Virtual John take, Hopwood. I'm taking my hat off to you. You got me. Ah, see? You, you, heard? you have bested him. You heard? See, he's running away, too, just like everybody else is, yep. guys. Everybody. Anybody else out there who wa- wants to box me, please? Now, I have a, a question. Uh, yeah. I, I asked uh, uh, Michael Martineau the other day when he was here, and I, I think I might have asked EZG at one point. Uh, have you ever uh, spoken in tongues? Huh? Yeah, it's something I'm I'm trying to learn to do because I think it would be really cool to be able to speak in tongues. And I'm wondering, like, here, here, here's a sample. You know, speaking in tongues. Nope. Oh, go ahead, give it a try. I don't know. Um, no, I definitely can't do that. Hmm. But what if like uh see what I'm tr- what I'm trying to do is I tried to do this the other day when Michael Martino was here but I think he was making me nervous cuz he wasn't very you know I like Michael very much. He's a, he's a wonderful person but not the most nurturing soul. Like I could have used some encouragement. I could have used someone to say, "Yes, Matt, I think you can do this." And I wasn't uh getting that from him. I wasn't getting that mm-hmm. validation and that encouragement and that just you know, Ooh, sometimes it, it, well, like when oh, I'm trying man. to do something really important, like speak in tongues, I sometimes I just need someone to, uh, you know, to say, yes, Matt, I believe in you and your ability to speak in tongues. And it just wasn't happening. I believe you can do it, Matt. OK, thank you. You're welcome. All right. I'm going to try. Let me play this again and then, I'm, and then I'll give it a try. All right, guys, he's listening to it. He's warming up. He's warming up. He's becoming one. Here we go. Mikasa, Sukasa, Baklava. Going to... Ah, man. See, you know what? I'm trying too hard. I need to relax and let the spirit move me. Give it again. Give it one more shot. All right. One more shot. I I need Paula's inspiration. Paula White, you know, she is married to Jonathan Cain of Journey. Mm-hmm. Very important. Hey! Round two of Matt trying to speak in tongues. Mabara kasa maka baka kasa maka baka kasa maka. Um. Okay. So the beginning you had you definitely had it at the beginning. Definitely had it at the beginning of both tries. It felt like at, at the end, uh, now what worries me about this, Christian, is I, I'm, I don't want to, like, I want the, the spirit, right, to, to, to come over to me and flow move through me, you. right, to flow through me, but I'm worried, like, what if I'm possessed by a demon? Oh, boy. And then instead, I, and this was my discussion with Michael the other day, and my head starts spinning, and I'm just like, Bleh! you know what I mean? That would be frightening. I mean, what would you do if all of a sudden... Like I'm sitting here and I'm just like trying to get in and then, uh, you know, like my head starts spinning and I, I'm, I'm vomiting everywhere and like fire shoots out of my eyes Dude, or something. I mean, um, how scary would that be? I don't be? know. I'd have, well, I don't know. That, that, that'd be scary. Um, Brian Mackey, I think he thinks I said Chewbacca when I was, uh, sounded like it. I heard I, baklava I was, and Chewbacca. Speaking in tongues. Yes. 
Well, I don't think uh, I don't think Chewbacca. You know what happens if you eat uh, too much baklava? Diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. Right. So diabetes. I, yes. Diabetes. I tried baklava once, and uh, I'll tell you what. I it was like I remember biting into it, and it was so rich and sugary. I was like, I felt as though I had literally just bitten into diabetes or diabetes. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Palapita is encouraging uh, you to try speaking in tongues. I think you should try. Me? I think you should try. Here, let me play this again. We'll give you a little inspiration. (laughs) Just let the spirit move you. I think it passed over me. I think it went that way. No, 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 no. Mobaka something. That's that one. That's not that's that attempt, folks. Oh, that's that's just no no. You gotta you just gotta You gotta Maybe think if about, I scream. No. That's the key. That's the key, right? Because that's how she starts. I think you just unlocked something, right? See right there, right there. She screamed. She's screaming. She en- releases her energy. Right. Right. Yes. All right, let's do this. All right. So it's like, okay, here we go. I'm going to let the spirit move me. I'm going to pretend I'm married to Jonathan Cain from Journey, which is weird because I'm that's not my thing. But that's okay. It's, you know, I don't judge. Everybody can do what they want. Okay, here we go. And I love Journey. I mean, you know, any way you want, it's a great song. I don't care what anyone says. Okay, so. I released too much energy. I just released too much energy, and then I had no tongues in which to speak because I released all that energy with the blah. Like, all right, let me try it again. It's uh, I I just it was too much. Okay, here we go. See then, see I keep releasing. I have all the. I have too much energy to release, and then it just feels so good to just let it all out, and 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 so the spirit can come in, and I can, uh, you know, sound like I'm having a stroke on the air or whatever. But uh, which which actually. I have that issue sometimes with John Hopwood because he'll start... Wait, he has a stroke on the air? Well, sometimes he'll start Whoa. mispronouncing things and mumbling and whatever, and I always tell him, I hate when you do that, John, because I'm concerned that you're having a stroke. <laughs> Peter White says, I have a request. Can you play Napalm Death's You Suffer? It's the shortest song ever made. Thought Christian could cover it next time he plays out. Ooh. You know what? I think I can. You think you I'm can. I'm working on my set list right now for the whole Christmas show. I, I'm doing mainly Christmas shows, but I'm doing a lot of covers. I have l- been grinding. I've been learning a lot of covers uh-huh. in my free time when I'm not working or scootering and breaking, like, breaking myself. Right. Well, don't break yourself. Well. You got to check yourself know. before you wreck yourself. All right. So this is, uh, wow, this is uh, literally the shortest song ever made. It, this is, prepare to... All right, here Be amazed we go. at how quick this is, right? Here, here we go. This is You Suffer by Napalm, excuse me, by Napalm Death by request of Peter White of The Morning Show. Here it is. Ooh. There we go. 
I, I like it. That's that's gonna that? be the one. That's I, gonna be the I, one. I want to hear it again. That's yes. gonna be the one, that dude. Is, you suffer by napalm death. That's gonna be the song. That that's gonna, that's gonna be, get everyone hyped up. Right. They're gonna get ready for the show. Yes. They're gonna start throwing money in my guitar case. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's the one. The money Definitely. will flow. If, Definitely. If you should do. Uh, you should not even do any other songs. Nope. That's it. I'm just going to do that one, pack up. I'm going to unpack, do that song, and pack up and leave. Yes. Uh, Dude, that's the one. Yes. That is uh, clearly. Now, I, uh, oh, Mike uh, Pelopita says, uh, good idea, Peter. Yes. Now, I once, um, you know, I used to play in a lot of bands, played a lot of shows, uh, played a show once at the Bomb Shelter here in Manchester, which is no longer there. It used to be on Eddie Road. But, I, but there was this band once that uh, I was there with uh, My Life Crisis at the time, I believe, one of the bands I was in. And there was this band that they uh, they had this very complicated setup and it would take them like a half hour to set up. And they had these really short songs that were like... 30 seconds. Yeah, like nah. literally. And they would do their... And they would play their entire set, which would be done and over in like five minutes. And then they would break down everything. Nope. And this was their thing. Ah, no BS. I can't remember the name of the band or anything, but that was their thing. That's crazy. That's weird. But you know what band I'm excited to like see in Manchester again is the Adam Ezra group. They're coming here tomorrow. I've interviewed Adam Ezra. Yes. Adam no, Ezra has on. a really nice voice. I was actually yes. listening to him last night. I wanted to see him at Summerfest, but I couldn't make it that day. But I can't make it tomorrow either because I'm training for a big competition on December 1st. Right. At Rye Airfield. Well, it's not a competition. Well, you should plug game. that. Well, uh, okay, hold on. December 1st at Riot Field, Olay brand, a, a scooter company is coming to do a jam session with a bunch of professional scooter riders. Will Napalm Death be there? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, but no, okay. I've, st I've started going to Riot a lot more now. I go about three to four times a week now with my friends Nick and Sarah. And honestly, I think once I meet get, get to meet these riders, I'll be able to, you know, work something out and... Progress more in scooting and hopefully get a sponsor. Scooting. Scooting. Now, what is scooting? Scooting. Scooter ring. Because sometimes I say that to, like, one of our cats. Like, I'll get home and our cat Molly is on the couch where I need to sit. And I say to Molly, I say, you got to scoot over. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. And then I pet her. Is it like that or is it something else? No, it's oh. scooter, like the Razor scooters, but these are professional scooters. These aren't little Razor scooters. So there's scooters. no cats involved. No, there's no cats involved. I would totally go if there were cats. I I'm love sorry. cats. Come on, you don't want to see me dropping on, drop on a 14-foot vert ramp and... I don't... Whoa, what? Yeah, oh that's my, my newest God. thing. I don't know if you if you saw the video on my Facebook page, but <laughs> I, I, I attempted it the other day, and I looped out of it and fell down pretty hard, but next, right. I'm going tomorrow to practice and with my friends, and I'm going to gonna learn a few tricks on vert and i'm gonna end up hopefully i'm gonna end up hopefully you know doing a few throwing a few tricks down at that jam that olay brands olay brand is having throwing having. a few tricks down is that what the young people say now yep throwing a few tricks down like doing a few tricks like but throwing a few tricks down, I just I, I need to be precise about this because, as you know, Christian, it's it's very mm -hmm. important to appeal yep. to a young, yep. hip audience. That's why I'm here, folks. So I try to stay very hip with the lingo. So the so the, these kids who listen, they think I'm a hep cat and not, cat. not some jive turkey. You know, that would be no good. 
That would be no bueno, as I think the young people say also, right? Mm-hmm. They say that, right? So throw a few tricks down. Yeah. That's like, that's what I do on this show. I throw a few tricks down. You pull a few tricks out of your sleeve is what you do. I pull them out of my sleeve and I put them down. Put them down on the table. I put the... Right. I've <laughs> oh, got the man. tricks out of my sleeve and on the table every day on the yes, show. Yes, he does. And that's why the young people listen. They flock to this program, as I'm sure you're well aware. Um, These guys know what I'm talking I hate, about. I hate to... I, I feel like I'm one of the only people... like unfor- like younger kids that listen to the show because I like the show I like the politics and I like you know because I know you and it's pretty cool like to be able to like listen to the show and have and and to be able to tell people you know me I know exactly. you can you can say exactly. it you can say it yes it's okay it won't go to my head uh, you know I and I I appreciate compliments as I mentioned but yeah no I'm December first is the is the jam session yes. And December 1st. I'm planning on doing a few new tricks that I've really never done before. And it's going to be, from what I'm hearing, it's going to be a pretty big crowd. And there's going to be a lot of riders there. So it's going to be, it's going to be really hyped up for me. Because, like, I feed off of other riders. Like, when I was, the other day when I dropped in on that ramp, I dropped in on the 14-foot vert ramp. I was nervous. Right. And it took me about, it took me a good 10 minutes. And then pretty soon I had a pretty big crowd around, uh, along the railing there yes. watching me cheering me on they're like hey you got this you got this and they're like I, some of them were like i'd never do that so i'm like you know what i gotta send it like i'm not just gonna sit here at the top of this ramp look down at this you gotta send it the young people say it. that right gotta send it the young people say that daryl you gotta send it i typically send mail yeah send mail <laughs> oh no Oh no! That's not happening. That reminds no. me, I have to change my mailing address. No, 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 no! no <laughs> I mean to get to that. No, you guys, you gotta send it. You gotta it. send it. Yes, yes. You gotta send it off a 14 foot vert ramp, guys, and, like and, me, and throw it down. But yeah, also, um, <laughs> I was looking back at um, at this time last year, I got a Facebook notification. Yes. And every like starting like last year, I started doing the, like the year in review. Mm-hmm. Last year, I typed up a really long paragraph, like like almost a page long, and I posted about my year and how that was. And now I'm I have photos and video and audio to like document how how my year went this year. Uh-huh. So now I'm working on like an edit that has everything I did this year about, and that's like how 2019 was my year. And how I progressed in almost everything I did and set out to do almost everything I did. Mm. So I'm excited. Like 2019 has been a year. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Almost a month ago, I didn't know what I was doing with a, for an apartment. Right. Right. And, and you and you had all these uh, father issues. Yeah. I had all these father issues. But we settled right. those. We settled those. Right. Yes. And Which now, is a big relief. Now look at me. I have a full-time job. I'm working all the time. And... I have my own apartment. Like, that's crazy. Uh, Waltius Reed in the Facebook live chat says, you guys, I was jamming on my keyboard with a four track and laying down some improv while just watching and the video only stream and my jams were gelling so well. That is outstanding. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, uh, Easy G again. Oh, Easy G. I, I, uh, you know, I don't like to play your theme music twice in in a show, but let me play this uh, Napalm Death for you. I'll play this Napalm Death song for you instead. 
All right. There we go. Are right, you ready to cut go. that boxing? Thank you very on? much. Yeah, what's on your mind, hey, uh, EZG? I got, a, I got a question for Ben Dion. Is he in the room? Uh, ben Dion is in the room. He's uh, now heading, heading towards the mic. Racing yep. to the couch. While we wait for him, I'll play a, a little bit of this. Diabetes. 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 Uh, hello, Ben Dion. Uh, ben Dion, host of the Weekly Dion, is here. How's it going? Uh, EZG, uh, Eric oh, Hello, Ben. Uh, I got a question. When are you going to have the... Uh, 2000 songwriter of the year, Amanda McCarthy, on your show, please. Ooh. Oh, it's funny you say that, Eric, because she's on next week. <gasps> oh, all right, because I know she's going to be in California <laughs> next week, so I didn't think she was going to be on your show the day after. Wow, all right. She's on the show, cool. yeah. Well, next Thursday, excellent. Next Thursday, I'll be, yeah. I'll be listening. So you're not going to listen this week? <laughs> excellent. So you're not going to listen this week, and you're oh, not yeah, going to listen this week. Yeah, definitely. Promo. Come on. Wow. I try, <laughs> yeah, to listen. Really? I try to listen every week, and if I can, I'll, I'll try to get the uh, replay. Good. I, I'm glad, Eric. I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time because it's, right, it's so much fun. All right. Well, you have a busy week. <laughs> we, we we enjoy giving you a hard time. Going to California you, for the uh, some kind of award some kind of award show, believe it or not. Yes, Rob's just there. doing. Rob's She's doing. a very busy woman. Rob's doing a. Um, all right. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Bye. All right, all right EZG, and we'll uh we'll, to... we'll close out EZG's call with a little more napalm death. I was trying to plug Rob Azevedo's award show. Oh yes, please. <laughs> Isn't a. January 11th, he's having the Greatest State of Mind Music Awards it, up in Concord. There it, is that so, the yeah. uh, the date? Yeah, I saw the I saw the um I saw the sorry, I just got a message from someone who wants to call in. I saw the what's that thing called? One a flyer. I saw oh, a flyer yes, he yes, posted yes. today that he posted, and I was like, it's looking like it's gonna be really big. Yes. And also, I saw that, isn't it December 7th? There's something going on at the, isn't it at the Rex? There's like a country, sh like music oh, show. Oh, that's now. that's the flyer I was thinking of. I saw that Saw that earlier. too. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting, but. Yeah, Rob's, Rob's got a lot going on. Rob has a video, He's, of course, uh, host of Granite State of Mind, which you can he hear really Fridays. He really helped me out. When he, help, when he helped me get that new guitar, he really helped me out. You can hear that uh, Fridays at 6 p.m. Yep. here on WMNH. Yes, yes. Um. You guys, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I've been trying to. Um, if either of you want to maybe uh, take a shot at it, uh, Christian attempted it, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it was it was, it was kind of weak. I've been really trying to get this down. The speaking in tongues. <laughs> Are you guys able to speak in tongues at all? I got a problem with English, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, no tongues. Well, because well, let me here. Let me just play this uh, Paula White thing, and and then and then, and then it, it, tell me if either of you want to give it a try. I've been trying to. Get this down. Now I've been I've been uh, attempting to. I think the key to it, right, is to just kind of let the spirit move you and and just kind of you know what just relax. That? And who was that? Oh, that was Paula White. She's one of Trump's uh, quote unquote faith advisors. I don't know if you're She's aware She's advising of this. Trump on faith? Well, yes, because... which That makes sense. Which is shocking in a way, because uh, why would uh, Donald John Trump, our godliest of presidents, uh, need any help in that department? He's a Presbyterian, you know? He typically doesn't need any help in any department. Right, right. But yes, she's one of his, <laughs> one of his faith advisors, and I will mention, and this is probably the most important thing about her, she is married to Jonathan Cain of Journey. Cut it out. They are married, yes. Wow. So... 
you know, when he's up there playing that, you know, love and touch and squeezing, you know, <laughs> she's thinking about the Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, very important. But, I mean, what, what do you think? Uh, All that babble was speaking in tongues. Is that, that what she's that trying is, to promote? That is speaking in tongues. That's no. when the you know spirit just... That's babble. You think so? And there, and, and, and many, 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 mm. many, 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 many years ago, the Lord saith, you know, he, he took the people of Babel and, and created this whole Babel. Right. You know, he wanted to mix up all the languages because they weren't getting along very well. Right. So he put the kibosh on that. And that's what they're, that speaking in tongues? Yes. That's all the Babel. It's so, just Babel. So, I'm not buying it. So you're skeptical, uh, Daryl, that uh, you you don't believe... I mean, she is a uh, very successful uh, televangelist. Well... So clearly she's been blessed with... uh, She's been spreading something, but I don't believe it's the word of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure, but we'll just say... uh, Just leave it at that. Wow. He's very testy tonight. He is. My goodness, yes. He's on a roll. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> get it out this show, please. <laughs> right. Ben lets me, uh, you know, spew uh, on your show, Matt. Thank you very much because he doesn't allow this kind of <laughs> he doesn't allow this kind of talk on his show. Right. He's, he he yeah. doesn't allow you to talk about Paula White and she's spreading uh, something and that's uh, uh, rumors. That, that that's is, what she's spreading that is rumors. Is verboten on uh, the weekly die on. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, I, yeah that's, I understand. That's a whole other weekly die on show, right? I, I see. <laughs> after yes. hours, after hours. Oh Ooh, yes. You know what? We could the have an after hours show. After hours. Ooh, yeah. Well, I do a show called Matt Connerton Unsheathed, uh, as you know, which is which is only available on the dark web, and I'm legally prohibited from telling you how to find it. But okay. uh, that is certainly not on uh, WMNH, and it's, that no. comes. I kind of like the sound of that. Comes that on around three. Pretty crazy. Oh, you, oh, you do, do you, Daryl? Oh yeah. Well, oh my goodness, I, I I'm surprised. I think I'm blushing. Ah, uh, very good. Well, uh, yeah, I couldn't get Christian to really speak in tongues either. I mean, he gave it a little bit of a try. We, but, uh, I, I gave it a half-hearted attempt. Yes, yes. Uh, Waltius Reed says, Tower of Babel. Matt, can some shows get into uh, history or philosophy or Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you guys know anything well, about uh, Bigfoot? You know, no. Nah. Nope. Hopwood sometimes calls me Bigfoot. because. He does because he's very insulting uh, about my uh, Yeti heritage. Did you guys hear what he said to me earlier? The virtual John Hopwood, he went off on me. Virtual John Hopwood was very mean to Christian earlier. (laughs) He went so hard I had to cut a boxing promo on him. He did, yeah. He was very, he was very, very cruel. Yeah, if you guys don't know, I'm cutting boxing promos on everyone. Yeah, he just... uh, The shtick is, it sucks. Yeah, he doesn't... I mean, he's just very mean to you. What a jackass. (laughs) You know what, John? Go eat eggs, okay? What the say? Oh, whoa. How stunning. What what a stunning wit. (laughs) I'm not going to fight with someone I can't see, John. I like those clips. Oh, my God. I'm so devastated. Yeah, he's very... uh, He's very cantankerous. (laughs) Who is he? uh... Here's like a poster child of what everybody (laughs) in the world thinks fatuous white guys americans are imbeciles he called you and the privileged and just plain worthless he called you a fatuous white guy i'm sorry he called me fatuous a fatuous white guy he called me an imbecile Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he called me a poster child yes what were you gonna say ben who was the uh guest you had on the other day who he was arguing with very passionately 
I want to say it was, oh. was it Tuesday? Yeah, that was uh, Mark Smith from the Abstract Transmissions podcast. Ooh. Yeah. I, I'm listening to him like, Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar. Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232. 